friends and partners of Kevin Inman Ministries present Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. Pastor Kevin is committed to equipping you to earnestly contend for the faith. For more information on Pastor Kevin and Contenders Radio, please visit our website at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Contenders Radio. This is Kevin Inman, and today we're going to be talking about God's glory. That's right, not a small topic at all. In fact, this is a magnificent topic. In 1647, that's the 17th century, those Westminster divines, those clergymen, those ministers met together and came up with with what has now become known as the Westminster Shorter Catechism, It begins this way, asking the question, what is the chief end of man? The answer, to glorify God and enjoy him forever. You see, friends, every Christian exists for the glory of God. Those ministers in 1647 understood this. There are many through the years that have understood this, but sadly there are many today that seem to have lost the reason for our very being. Our very being is about God and his glory. We are his. We, we we were made for him, by him. When we are here to glorify the Lord God, we're here to enjoy the Lord God. Sadly, however, so many of us think that we're simply here to grab all that we can out of life, to enjoy everything there is in this life, um, and then we'll enjoy God in eternity. But the reality is, that we're to enjoy God now. He made us to live and to move and to have our being in him. That's why we're here. And so today on Contenders Radio, let's talk about the glory of God. And on an upcoming episode, because I'm sure we won't cover it all today, we'll talk about living our lives for that glory. And so let's start today in Psalms, uh, the book of Psalms, Psalm number 16. Psalm number 16 is a psalm of David. Um, This psalm is really a song of trust. Remember the psalms were songs. Um, This is a song of trust, and and herein David declares that that he has trusted the Lord to be his portion, to be his life, and and. Um, and, and in so doing, he, he is going to trust him even into and through his death. There's that familiar verse that uh, is messianic, in my estimation, pointing ahead to the Lord Jesus Christ, where it says in verse 10, You will not abandon my, my soul to Sheol, neither will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. And so uh, just before that, however, we see the the passage that I believe is pertinent for our discussion today, where David says, I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will dwell securely. So here in the middle, there's 11 verses in this psalm and and, and just, you know, just about right there in, in the middle, verses eight and nine. We see David talking about his living for God, his very reason for living. And uh, it begins by him saying, I take refuge in you. You're my Lord. Uh, I have no good besides you. He understands that the Lord God is his everything. And folks, we need to live with that sort of mindset and that sort of understanding today. 
recognizing that the Lord God, He is our all. Just just understand here in verses 8 and 9, he says there in verse, um, verse 8, He is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Now, you, if you're familiar with the scriptures, you understand most likely the meaning of, of this ideal of the right hand. The right hand speaking um, of power. Psalm 89 verse 13, that right hand is the hand of power. Now, now for me, um, that's not necessarily true. I'm a lefty. In fact, there's a small percentage of us in the world uh, still today that are left-handed. And, uh, you know, we're the only ones in our right mind. Ha ha. Okay, that's corny, but but the right hand is symbolized. It's symbolic of of being that hand of of power. Psalm eighty nine, verse thirteen. It is the hand of safety. It signifies safety. Psalm twenty, verse six. It um, is the side of honor to be placed at the right hand. Is the is the um, the emphasis there is is upon the honor of that person who is is so moved to the right. And and that's uh, we see an example in Psalm forty five, verse nine. And and I believe one Psalm uh, one ten I believe uh, verse verse one if memory serves but but also the right hand um, is the side of favor it's that hand of favor Psalm eighty verse seventeen and also it speaks of support Psalm eighteen verse thirty five so David here saying I have set the Lord continually before me because He is at my right hand I will not be shaken. So this ideal of the Lord being set continually before him and, and, and at the right, signifying that the Lord is in a place of prominence, a place of glory, a place of honor, um, and, and, and that he is set continually is signifying the fact, what David is saying here is that, that he is submitting himself to the, to the elevation of the Lord God, to the, to the raising up of the Lord God. He is living for God. Now that's the true aim of everyone who is called of God, to live for God's glory, to enjoy Him forever. Folks, a downtrodden, downcast, woe is me, Eeyore <laughs> type Christian. Uh, that's a contradiction, my friends. We are, we are to find our meaning, our reason, we're to find our joy in the Lord God. And that's why I love the, the opening of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. What is the chief end of man? To glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Our very reason for existing is the glory of God. Friends, let me ask you, is that your aim? To glorify God, to enjoy Him forever? To enjoy Him today? A lot of us think about wanting to enjoy Him in eternity because that means that we're in heaven. We've, we've, we've bypassed the horrors of hell. But folks, we're to enjoy Him now. Is that your aim? To enjoy the Lord God now and forever? Let me ask you another question. Do you, do you feel like reading the Bible and spending time in God's Word is a bore and a chore? Do you feel like church, your involvement and attendance in, in church, do you feel like it's a bore and a chore? Now, as a pastor, I, I know um, that we are not um, called to be entertaining, and yet we should be engaging. I know that, that many of us can be um, boring at times, and at any given time, anyone could be tired and, 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 and their mind could wander. Yeah, I get that. But is the aim, the direction, the drive of our life to honor the Lord God? And if so, uh, if that's so, there should be an essence about which we, we enjoy 
spending time with God in his word. We enjoy spending time with others uh, at church, gathering together to study God's word and to praise the Lord God together. So is, is that true of you, my friend, today? Is that a joy or is that a bore and a chore? If it's a chore to you, if it's boring to you to, to gather with God's people, to, to place God first, to, to honor Him with the reading of Scripture and, and, and with our life and our breath, if, if that's the case, then my friend, I would implore you to, to, to reach out to God through His Word and through prayer because, friend, you need a higher view of God. Your very reason is God's glory. And his glory fills not just the temple, his glory fills the whole earth. And so that's what we're going to talk about more today. And so we'll be back right after this. Hey, just a reminder that you are listening to Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. You can find us on the web at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. You can also find us at contendersradio.com. That's www.contendersradio.com. Be sure and check out the website. On the site, you will find some resources, some articles and whatnot, but you'll also be able to listen to any of the episodes that you have missed right there on the site, on the free audio player, or you can always download the broadcast to listen at your own convenience, even setting up your iPod or your MP3 player to automatically download each new episode as it comes out every single week. What a bargain, and as always, it's free, and free is a very good price. Well, welcome back. You are listening to Contenders Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Inman, and today we're talking about God's glory. And friends, that is that is our reason for being, God's glory. We exist for God, for His glory, His His pleasure, and, and in existing for His pleasure and glory, we are to find our pleasure, our glory, uh, if you will. Just reminding you, we started here looking at Psalm uh, 16, uh, Psalm of King David, verses 8 and 9. I've set the Lord continually before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will dwell securely. And he goes on to say, why? You won't abandon my soul to Sheol. Um, you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, neither will you allow your Holy One to see decay. But here, the psalmist, King David, uh, is who this is, writing Psalm 16. He is speaking of living a life for God, setting the Lord continually before him, uh, and not being shaken, but, but, but finding his glory in the glory of the Lord. He says, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. And, and friends, um, we Christians, those of us who, who, who seek to live this way. Now, now let me just say, I, I am not perfect and I do not want to come across, uh, as you, you thinking that I believe I am. I know what a wretched man I am. And, and, and I know that I was seeped in sin at birth. Um, and so there is no good in me other than the Lord. It is purely of God's grace, of his tender mercy, of his loving kindness that I am uh, even who I am today, that I am alive, that I that I continue to have breath. And so that is from the Lord. Um, I, I know I'm a wretch and a worm of a man and and the chief of all sinners. 
I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of folks who are who are um, wrestling for that title uh, with with the apostle Paul. He called himself that, and that's scripture. So um, I guess he wins. But but I I feel that way of myself. I want to be more. Uh, for God, I want to be more uh, for His glory and for His name, and so uh, this psalm is a good place for us to start to set the Lord continually before us as the psalmist, as King David writes here. That's to say, to set Him before us is to say that we will live for God, that He will be our 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 protos, our 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 priority, um, as we would read uh, uh, in in Mark, where where. Uh, this this uh, lawyer basically comes up to Jesus and says, what's the most important commandment? And the, the wording that he uses basically is protos. It's what's priority? What's the priority commandment? What's the priority of life? And Jesus' answer is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Uh, all your strength, and and the second is like it, un, unto it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And so we exist for God, to love God supremely, to to worship Him. And and as the Westminster Shorter Catechism says, the chief end of of ours, the chief end of man, is to glorify God, to enjoy Him forever. So God's glory is our purpose. So many folks today are are. They, they seem to be purposeless and 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 we've we've bought in even in the church of this idea that there is there is some uh, other specific thing that we're to do and until we find that we'll we'll never really uh, live we'll never really enjoy this life but the reality is our purpose has been given for us it is to worship God to enjoy God to honor him to glorify the Lord God to live our life for an audience of one and that one is not our boyfriend our girlfriend, our mama, our daddy, our spouse, that audience is the Lord God. And we are to live for his glory, living for his purpose. That, that or for his glory is our purpose. Excuse me. That is our purpose. And so we need to understand that when we pursue this purpose, it, it will then bring everything else. All, as the scripture says, all these things will be added. We seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you, Matthew chapter 6. And so we need to pursue the purpose of glorifying God with our life, with living for his glory. We'll find true security, as the psalmist says, true security because we will not be shaken. He's at our right Hand. Our flesh will dwell securely, verse 9, and we'll find true joy. So that is our meaning, our reason, our purpose. And if you've been wondering and looking, friend, look no further. I, I plead with you to understand it's simply about being God's. Now, in order for us to, to talk about how then to live this way and pursue, we need to understand uh, really what God's glory is. That way, no matter what we do, as 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, whether we eat or drink or, or whatever it is that we do, uh, we will glorify the Lord God. That's, that's what we're to do. So what is God's glory? Well, throughout the scriptures, we see a few different words used to speak of the glory of God. One Old Testament word, which was a Hebrew word, is the word kabod. Kabod is an is an Old Testament word um, for glory. Literally, the word kabod means weight, uh, heavy, or heaviness. Um, again, being from Hebrew, it speaks of of a lofty position. It speaks of richness, of power. 
It speaks of the weightiness, uh, the heaviness of God. All of his attributes. That's what this word encaptures. Um, you've probably heard the name Ichabod or the word Ichabod. The glory is, is, is departed. That's a biblical understanding. Um, that's obviously brought into, uh, mythologies and, and, and modern fables and whatnot. But, but it comes from this word, Kabod. And so it is a Hebrew word for weightiness and heaviness, speaking of the glory of God. In the New Testament, in the Greek language, we find another word. It's the word doxa. Doxa. We would spell it D-O-X-A, I guess, transliterated out into English, but it's the root really of our word for um, doxology. It's from a verb, um, a Greek verb, dokeo, and this this word in verb form basically means to appear uh, how something seems or how something appears. It came to be understood as uh, an opinion of another. How how you would um, your decayo of of another your your estimation of them. Okay, and so when we when we begin to now uh, understand this in the New Testament con context of of god's glory we would think of doxology that's what this word uh the root is this word dokeo or 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 doxa and so um we start thinking things like orthodox or orthodoxy that is the ideal of a right opinion a correct opinion uh so ortho uh and and doxa orthodoxy uh correct or right or or straight um and then uh, a wrong ideal or opinion would be heterodoxy um we would find that the root is still dokeo or or doxa um and then hetero uh, a wrong opinion a wrong idea or ideology um there's another common word today um we use in the english language the word paradox and that basically uh has the same root as well doxa uh, or dokeo and the ideal of a paradox is something that's irreconcilable so it's an irreconcilable opinion the the uh, the appearance just doesn't match the the reality i guess is a, a way we could say that but it's a paradox it's irreconcilable now the noun form of this word came to be known um, early on as as praise and honor as a result of beholding the greatness and specifically here the greatness of god so as someone began to behold the the rightness of god the the appearance of god as they began to understand then that that god was not a paradox that 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 the appearance of god was 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 God his glory, his holiness? They began to understand these things. That meaning began to take on then um, a slightly different understanding of praise and honor. And so, uh, again, the result was from the beholding of God. They would behold the greatness of God. And so the opinion that we have of God is 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 something we need to pay attention to. If we have a, a high opinion of God, then our living will be high. Our worship will be high. If we have a low opinion of God, then our, again, our living will be lowly. Our worship will be lowly. Now, as we say this, I know uh, we may begin to think about different things, have some different ideas here about exactly what this, um, what this means, what the ramifications may be, but, but think about even something as far as how we speak. If we believe it's okay to speak uh, coarsely and crassly, um, using vulgarity because, you know, we're saved and, and you know, um, we've been saved by grace through faith, so it doesn't really matter how we live. And, uh, folks, let me just tell you, that's you're kind of uh, buying into the to, to some ancient 
um, heresies there uh, with that kind of idea because what we say, what we think, how we live absolutely affects others. It affects us and our relationship with God, um, but it reflects really where our heart is in relation to God. And so, so some people who have a low view of God think they can speak any way they want to, and they're, they're crass even in their worship. They're vulgar even in their worship. I kid you not, I've, I've been a part of, of uh, services, and, and they took place at, at, churches um i just i i'm just reticent of calling this a worship service uh, I, I guess if i was um just being frank here and 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 i'm not because i'm kevin but just just speaking frankly um what was happening at this so called worship service was i guess it really was worship it just i'm just not sure it was worshiping the lord god uh, oftentimes um how we worship is really indicative of 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 who we're worshiping in our heart and 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 i've just i've just seen some very fleshly worship and i'm not speaking of just clapping or or, or whatnot uh that there's nothing wrong with clapping or tapping your toe or, or 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 holding your hands up there's nothing wrong with with even bowing down um we see clapping and 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 um the lifting of hands even the the bowing of of our posture down before god all those things we see throughout the scriptures um those are um appropriate in um times of worship but but I, i've seen people doing things that are just plum vulgar um it's just in the name of worship. And, and so all, all I'm saying, chasing that little rabbit trail for, for this reason, if we have a low view of God and his weightiness and his loftiness and his, his glory, then how we live and worship will also be low. And so that opinion that we have is what drives our worship and our praise. And so we need to remember that our opinion of God, our uh, estimation of God, what we attribute to him glory-wise, that absolutely affects our worship. So once again, the lower the opinion of God, the greater will be, or excuse me, the, 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 the lower our worship um, and praise of God. It will be mediocrity. It'll be uh, just surface level. It'll be fluff. Uh, we may stand there with our arms folded. We may be talking to our neighbor when we should be singing praises unto the Lord God. We may be looking around during prayer because we really are not connected to God because we have a low view and a low estimation of God. But the greater our opinion of God, the greater our understanding of really who God is and the weightiness, the heaviness, the loftiness, the richness, the uh, elevated position, all of those things, as we begin to understand that, then necessarily should our worship raise to a higher standard and our living will also follow along with it. So to behold the weightiness of God is to have an orthodox or a right view of God's heaviness, his majesty, his glory. The result then is praise and adoration, not just on Sunday mornings, but praise and adoration with our entire life. So my friends, do you have a high opinion of God? What is your estimation of God? A high view of God leads to high worship and high living and holy living. A low view of God is to live a life low and shallow, a life that has no lasting impact on eternity. 
Now, that's really all the time we have today, but when we uh, tune in again uh, next time here on Contenders Radio, we're going to talk about some of the um, different aspects of God's glory. And we'll get back into the scriptures here uh, throughout the Psalms and elsewhere, but primarily the Psalms speak so much of the weightiness and loftiness of God. I'm just thinking here, Psalm 19, verse 1, the heavens are telling of the glory of God. Friends, all creation shouts of the absolute gloriousness of God. Psalm 24, uh, verses 7 7 through 10, um, who is the king of glory? He is the absolute king of all glory. It goes on. Who is the king of glory? He is He is the high one, the mighty one, the lofty one. Um, and just tremendous, tremendous passages that we will dig into next time. But friends, for now, let me just sign off by saying I pray that you and I would both have an orthodox, right, correct view of God and that our kabod would not be um, Ichabod. It won't be about the glory having departed. I pray that our doxa, our doxology, our our understanding of the weightiness and heaviness of God will be just that. It'll be rightly attributed to who he is based on who he is, what he has done, what he's going to do because he, my friends, the Lord God is so worth our worship. He is the glorious one. So until next time, God bless. We'll talk to you again soon here on Contenders Radio. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast of Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. For more information on this or other broadcasts, please log on to our website, contendersradio.com. That's contendersradio.com. You can also find us on the web at kevininman.org. That's kevininman.org. There you will find podcast episodes, blog posts, study helps, and more. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you in your pursuit of the truth.